My audio phase? Yeah. No, your face. Oh, my audio face. Yeah, the face from the audio. The, the audio from the face. I'm really more of an audio heel. Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that says, standing right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, who's standing behind you right now? Uh, behind me? I don't know, Stephen. You have to tell me, but behind you is BB. It is BB. He, he is always standing behind us, figuratively and literally, right? There, there's a, a nice little photo frame that will haunt us Forever. Forever. Forever and ever. Steven, I saw Rocky Horror for the first time last night. And that's not to say, okay, I have... Virgin! Yes, I have seen the movie before, but I've never seen a shadow cast. And this was actually just a staged musical of Rocky Horror. Okay. That's really fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, it's Listen, I knew it was horny. It's <laughs> way hornier than I realized it is. It's very horny. It's a very horny show in general. Yes. And since I was, and you saw us on Instagram, that's why you shouted virgin. I did. Um, I got to play in the virgin games. <laughs> now, I knew somebody <laughs> in the cast. Uh, their name is uh, C. Uh, shout out, friend of the pod, C. Ooh, we should have Zion as a guest sometime. Anyway, uh, they saw that I was coming to the show. They saw that I had never seen the show before, which is, they call the sh- you're a virgin. So you were marked from, from the very minute you walked in. Correct. And then he told the people, like the, the people that were running the virgin games in the beginning to call me out by name. <laughs> so there was a lot of people there that had been seeing it for the first time. Um, so the virgin games, and they might vary from, from production to production or whatever. But in this case, it was they gave us a balloon and we had to thrust and get it to pop like put it on something and like hump it basically yeah um there there were so many of us that they couldn't tell who won first (laughs) so it was like three of us got it like right away so they did like a second round of the version games um but before we even did that one of the people they're called the ushers one of the ushers was like i heard that there's a jared in the house today and i out loud audibly went god fucking damn it (laughs) oh no um so, yes, I get to the second round, and the second round competition was much more humiliating, Steven. Oh, I bet. What did you have to do? What do you think it was? I just want to see if you're gonna if your guess would be worse or better than what, what your imagination can come up with. Um, was there anything involving lipstick here? No. Okay. Usually, that, that's the mark, is you get uh, marked with lipstick. Oh, yeah. I mean, mark. that was on my hand. Okay. A V on my hand. I'm talking sure. about the actual, like, competition. No, I have no idea. Two. Were you making out with a... a a fish or something. Orgasm noises. Oh, that'll do it. In yep. front of a big old crowd. I should have guessed that one. I feel like I should know that. And it was all men. It was me and two other dudes. Um, I think that's funnier. It is. Uh, and when they said, who wants to go first, none of us reacted. And so they, the crowd started chanting Jared. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, but the thing is with that kind of thing, it's like, how far do you go? Yes. Because there is, you can go too far. You can. Yeah, I don't, I, and you, I don't, I didn't know where the line was, Steven. I didn't go too far. I, I, I realized that's making it seem like the story was going too far. I hate going first with something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But the guy next to me who won, the guy who went second, damn. It was <laughs> it was it was so good it was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, from a competitive standpoint, anything where you have to stand up and make a noise, don't go first. There's... You tell that to the crowd chanting Jared. Yeah, that 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 is the thing. Sorry. Wait a second, though. Okay. Well, never mind. I was going to make a joke about who came and when, but hey. it doesn't matter. Anyway, hey. speaking of things but that that's, were... That's, a, that's a, the HelloFresh of jokes. You just put that one together at home. We gave you all yeah. the ingredients, just... A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> you, uh, you figured out. Speaking of things that you can figure out, emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Or you can message us on Reddit, u slash SurvivorTBT. So, we have emails. I have to filter through a little bit because some of these are finale and some of these are not. So, sure. let's... No. Uh, first email from Josh. All-star seasons for any reality show are not... Oh, never mind. I already read this. Screw that. That I I marked it because of the the scheduling thing. Oh yeah, ignore that. First one from Connor. Connor, hey guys, this is for whatever episode. I got yelled at. <laughs> I got yelled at by a guy at the gym for having the Kathy Boot episode too loud when I was on the elliptical. <laughs> Hilarious, <laughs> amazing. My question is, do you think the whole Lex versus Rob situation is hard to side with? I think Lex is a stand-up guy and took it too personally, but I give him a lot of slack due to this being the first of really any reality show where it involved all returning players and pre-existing relationships, and I don't think people knew the impact of how hard it would be to cut a friend. I'll let you react before I keep reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it... I don't feel the need to take a side. Like, I can understand where they're both coming from, I think what Rob did is obviously it's technically allowed. Oh yeah, and it's the kind of thing you can apologize for afterwards. And I think that at that point, Lex just you have to live and let live and move on because it is a game. Mm -hmm. Is it dirty? Yeah, absolutely. But is it? We'll use the hustle or scam scale. Mm -hmm. I think it's more of a hustle. But it does dip into scam a little bit. Having that object breaking that objective of a promise and just being like and then like lying about what you said <laughs> that's that's edging into scam territory but season's so much of a shit show anyway hey if if someone were to do this now they would be celebrated as like the greatest player ever that's so, the thing Boston Rob walked so that Survivor could run yeah well and that was my next point is that like Lex feels like the sacrificial lamb of like, oh, oh, we are ruthless. We are going to be ruthless on this show. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to win, you can be ruthless and, and well, maybe win. I, I think that I won't be surprised if there's a bit of an overcorrection because if Boston Rob makes the final two, which at this point seems locked in, oh my God, is that jury not going to be kind to him? <laughs> we'll find out like all stars or not this season is important for the transformation of future survivor seasons so that lex the lex and rob debacle is slash was needed for the show i give mad props to rob's move it's a game i do think the saying that it applies to 75 percent of life is it's not what you do all the time it's how you go about it and why you do it 
I think Rob could have had a little more tact in his decisions and remembered that most of these all-stars in their time of Survivor had huge egos and were treated like celebrities. Case in point, I think Amber is making better tact in her decisions to vote out friends. Uh, Case in point, Jerry. If she was on the jury, she gets her vote no matter what, most likely. Yep. Just want you guys' thoughts on Rob's jury management and management of the egos. Oh, his jury management is fucking awful. (laughs) I don't think there is a vote for Rob on that jury. Ooh, okay. I'm struggling. I'm sure maybe there's there's somebody that I'm not thinking of on the jury that might, but like, what is it? Lex, Kathy, Alicia, and at the end of this episode, Tom? Hmm. Somebody? And Sheehan. And Sheehan. Maybe Sheehan. Maybe. Like... <laughs> That's some awful fucking jury management. Unless he pivots and brings a goat and the jury goes, you know what? I hated it, but you did it. You did good. Mm, I don't okay. see that happening, though. All right. Also watch UK Survivor. It has the old school Survivor feel with more camp life. Diversity in ages, about a third of a uh, person of color contestants. Okay. A guy has a prosthetic leg, unique physical mm. challenges, gameplay is slowly ramping up and also is set in the Dominican Republic, an cool. unused US location. Dominican Republic is gorgeous. And I hope we get some cool rewards for the location. Thanks for everything and have a good week. Yeah, thank you, Connor. That's big stuff. Uh, from Tyler. Tyler, I'm caught up now on where they, uh, where are they nows for individual players. These are just a few group things to get us completely caught up, which I'll cover in this email and my next one. Cool. Hatch, Sue, Sean, Joel, Gretchen, and Ramona were on the Survivor edition of The Weakest Link and voted off in that order. Okay. Hatch was The Weakest Link. Uh, Jeff, Colby, Elizabeth... Well, I guess those are the three. Appeared on an episode of Rock and Roll Jeopardy with Elizabeth winning. Right, yep. And that's Varner. Jeff Varner, not Jeff Probst. Correct. That would be really funny, though, if Jeff was on Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Sue and Varner competed on Cannonball Run 2001 Race Across America as Team Castaway, along with a guy from Temptation Island as their mismatched partner. Okay. Interesting. But, like, already those two people, like aren't matched yeah <laughs> like varner and sue have zero connection for what we know sue varner jervis and alicia appeared on big brother 2 and beat the final four housemates in a competition to split 15 grand wow and that's it looking forward to cool. next week and then uh from josh josh says one Shan was very much just going down the route of eve holding from survivor uk of i know i'm getting out so i'll just cause chaos on the way out Yep, and two, Big Tom will make it far most times with a good chance to win should he get to the end. However, he's not good enough at challenges or strategy to arrange it so he makes it to the end. Uh, Moving on, Carl, Carl's episode 13 email. Tyler bringing up the Brandon vote for Lex made me think how much of that one vote changes stuff. If Brandon votes out Lex like he should, Lex never becomes an all-star, and maybe Ethan and Tom don't either since they'd be next up. Then the entire all-star cast has changed. Maybe Rob doesn't meet Amber because Amber is, isn't is cast in favor of Kelly Goldsmith or Kim Powers. Or Lindsay. Yeah. And things that we haven't even got to yet could be different. Wild. Yeah. 
That's it's the fucking butterfly effect on that of Brandon being an absolute <laughs> fucking idiot. I love you, Brandon. And going out of like just out of spite. <laughs> Changing survivor history out of spite. Note, I'm a fan of drama and all, but All Stars is so mean spirited, man. It's uh, catty is just the word that keeps coming up. Like, yeah. Even the bit where Tom is goofing around with the masks, the editors have to cap it with a clip of Rob calling him dumbass. TBH, I laughed because of how blunt it is, but it also is a weirdly mean thing to include. I don't know, feels representative of the season, though. Yeah, it's funny because Rob gets away with being mean because he also is charismatic about it, and you feel like he means it, but he doesn't mean it. Like, there's times... Where he's, jo- I'll call it jovial mean, with like, mm-hmm. ta- ah, he's a dumbass. And then there's like this episode that's like, can't fucking understand the idiot. Like, <laughs> those are different energies, if that makes sense. Well, we'll yeah, we'll get to that, because that's, I feel like, an important context yeah. of this whole episode. Loved Rupert giggling like an insane person as he goes to cut Sheehan. He's lost his Tell- fucking mind. Telling her to stop pointing out that no one's chopped him, and then no one does anyways. Lol. Yeah, Alicia just sucks at the game, period. She says in the DVD commentary that her strategy this season was to not have an alliance with anybody. What? That's that's something. That's a choice. She's not really wrong, but I do think it's funny that the Pagong member is lecturing Rupert about strategy. (laughs) (laughs) That was season one. Yeah. And not much else. I enjoyed the parts of this episode, but overall, I'm definitely remembering why I wasn't too high on the season on first viewing. It probably wouldn't be high in my final rankings. Cool. And then I'm just get through this because next episode's finale, and we got a lot to talk about on that one. So episode 14 email from Carl. Prope season rankings are confusing for many, many reasons. My best guess for him having all-stars, <laughs> hyphenated as ass, high... <laughs> is he loves Boston Rob and he makes it far, but I don't really know. Also, since Josh touched on it, Jeff has actually said that he wanted to quit at multiple times during the filming of All-Stars. So him having it high while Marquesas is second to last because he didn't like filming it pretty much makes zero sense to me. Wow. Since uh, you asked for Sheehan opinions, I kind of agree with both of you, question mark? <laughs> I think she was totally out of moves regardless, so I don't mind her going rogue and being blunt. Sure. With what she feels about everyone, but also she clearly has a tendency to be unlikable as a good chunk of her castmates from both season end up not liking her. And that obviously hurts her chances to win from the outset. Uh, I'm going to push back on that one a little bit because I think that for the majority of Highland, I don't want them to like me. Like <laughs> if they boo me, I'm, I know I'm going in the right direction. That's fair. Um, and I guess I don't know if the if the like original Moga Moga people didn't like her, but like I don't care if the Shapira people liked her or not. Like clearly it was bad blood from the moment they merged. That's that's just how it was. Now if like Kathy, Lex, and like the the uh Jerry were like, No, I fucking hate that woman, I'd be like, Alright, well maybe she has some problems <laughs> with likability in her cast. Hey, I'm just sitting here letting you uh defend Shein. I have to do nothing about it. Cool. Whatever the case, she was a good character and was one of the very few players from All-Stars whose stock was raised in Van's eyes. Hmm. Picture the episode, still in Mexico, but I found these online. Uh, Thank you for the pictures. Uh, It's it's a series of Boston Rob photos where he goes from super happy to progressively 
less happy. <laughs> Immediately looking for enemies, looking for threats. Yeah. Uh, it's when Propes brings out Fafaru, which Rob remembers vomiting oh. up in Marquesas. His face drops all in the span of one second. Great subtle moment. That's beautiful. That's great. I love that. Uh, notes from the episode. That's the ignorantest thing that's been said out here. Lol, Tom. <laughs> I'm going to miss Tom. Well, this isn't the last time we see Tom. I know it. But like, because you gave it away when you were like, uh, when I talk about blood versus water and Tom and his son, your face kind of gave it away, I mm. think. But we'll see at the end of the episode. Okay. Rupert's I'm sorry I'm in an alliance with her is so funny to me. From a modern perspective, it's like, you know you don't have to be right. <laughs> right, yes, correct. But a lot of players back then just didn't think that way. Not spoiling anything, but at this point in the season, scenes like Rob calling Tom's son stupid has already convinced most of the audience that Rob wasn't going to win. Too many scenes of him that have no storyline other than him trashing someone. Mm. Also, I forget if it actually comes up in the season or the reunion, but I know that Tom would go on to be very upset with Rob over that scene. I bet. Yeah. There's a lot of Rob shit-talking Tom. Correct. In confessionals. Yes. Yep. And that's it. That's it for the emails. <sighs> Shall we? We shall with Our this very fun episode. <laughs> Bumper. All right. So this episode came out on May 6th of 2004. A couple things in the week between episodes. Mean Girls released. Nice. Yep. You know, I actually, I was seeing an ad for a TikTok. It was an ad on. An t- ad for a TikTok? For a TikTok. No, it was an ad on TikTok of the Mean Girls cast, like, mm-hmm. three of the main cast, I think Lindsay Lohan and, like, two of the three Mean Girls were, like, recreating it, but they were the adults. I know, right? Oh. Go on, Dread. anyway. Mean, mean Girls. Dread. Okay, um, <laughs> U.S. media released, and this is the same day as Mean Girls comes out, by the way. Okay. U.S. media releases graphic photos of American soldiers abusing and sexually humiliating Iraqi prisoners at Abu Ghraib prison. I remember this being quite a sensation. On the same day as Mean Girls, you said? The same day as Mean Girls. This wasn't on the DVD extras of Mean Girls? It didn't make it. didn't make the cut. Yeah. Yep. Yikes. (laughs) Imagine, (laughs) Imagine if that's how it was discovered. These horrible, horrible war crimes got leaked into the DVD extras. Of Mean Girls. I've heard stupider shit. Remind me to tell you about War Thunder as the opening of our next episode. We're going, I don't want to go long on this one, but the bullshit around War Thunder. On our next episode, the finale, you want me to remind you to say something? A a fun story for the beginning. Okay. Cyprus, Czech Republic, Estonia, Hungary, Latvia, Lithuania, Malta, Poland, Slovakia, and Slovenia joined the European Union, celebrated the residence of the Irish president in Dublin. Dublin? Dublin. I said Dublin. You did. It's the land of dubs. You're doubling it down. Um, This is one I have not heard of, but I think is important, especially uh, with what's going on in the world right now. Yelwa massacre of more than 630 nomad Muslims by Christians in Nigeria. Ooh. Islamophobia does not stop at the United States border. Yep. It exists in a lot of places and uh, free Palestine. The number one song is still Yeah by Usher. Yeah. Uh, and the top five movies, well, number one's Mean Girls, which obviously. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about number five. Number four is 13 going on 30. Number three is Kill Bill Volume 2. And number two 
is Man on Fire. Number five is Godsend. Heard of Godsend, Stephen? I have not heard of Godsend. Explain to me what Godsend is. Yes, I'm doing the movie info. Sometimes I almost read a review instead of the movie info because it's like in similar places. All right. After Paul Duncan, Craig Kinnear, and his wife, Jesse, Rebecca Ramajan Stamos, lose their young son, Adam, Cameron Bright, in an accident, they are approached by Richard Wells, Robert De Niro, a fertility doctor. Wells believes that he can clone Adam and gives Paul and Jesse the option to let him try, but only if they start life over elsewhere. Adam's clone proves to be identical to the deceased boy, but when he reaches his eighth birthday... What do you think this is rated, Stephen? Or not rated. Uh, what do you think the uh, ratings are? I can't imagine. It's it's too great. I'm going to go critic score of 22, audience score of 36. Audience score of 20. Oh, no. Critic score of four. Oh, no. Four percent. I should have gone all the way to the basement. Yes. Um. Just a reminder that, like, not every Star's movies are good. Robert De Niro was in a movie that was four <laughs> percent. Oops. Oops. Well, you win some, you lose some. That, that paycheck cashed the same. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you're, you're so right. Yep. Cool. Anything else? That is all. That is all. You waited to ask that till I was taking a drink. I did. I'm sorry. All right, then let's get into the episode. Episode 15, The Instigator. This episode had a lot in it. <sighs> These people are just... They're just... They're just so fucking sick of being there. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They, they don't want to be there. I mean, they want to be done, and I don't blame them, because I kind of want them to be done too i also want them to be done i'm very glad the finale is next episode (laughs) they just it's been very grueling and they need to move on with their lives this is one of those times where like not necessarily like the ending of the show has been predestined up to this point or for the last several episodes like i don't know who's gonna win i think it's amber but i don't i don't know who's gonna win especially at the end of the episode you technically have two groups of two. Mm-hmm. Could make for a good finale. Yeah. But from the moment that Lex went home until the finale, I pretty much got the boot order vote for vote correct besides Sheehan winning an immunity. And I do not like when that happens. <laughs> I, merge. Yeah. And honestly, if you're watching, it's it's not hard to pick that out. No. It's It's pretty... It's pretty obvious from the merge what's going to happen here. Yep. Yeah, which post <sighs> post Lex getting screwed over. Yes. And then at that point what you need to rely on on the show is interpersonal relationships, people scrambling even if it's not be successful. You need to rely on like I think about the montage moment of like Tom and Rob at the uh at the old Shapira beach and like what do you think they're doing back at camp like those like fun moments you have to rely on that but nobody on this beach is having fun (laughs) there is no fun to be had we have no fun here jared so they just lean into the ugliness of it yeah and that works for some people some people really like that there's a reason why tabloids exist yeah it's not for me (laughs) i agree i'm i'm not here for the tabloid junk but it it kind of got survivor where it 
it needed to through the yeah. reality TV show hump. I I will say I'm a little worried that Rupert is just going to literally die next episode. Well, we've seen him uh, post this game, so we know that he will at least survive. That is true. He's he seems normal this episode. He's mm. And like, have you heard of? I don't know what it's called, but like. When somebody's on death's door and then they bounce back and then they just suddenly die like right away? No. Really? Yeah, not at all. Okay. I, I've, I mean, I've heard it called second win, but I, I mean, that's. Basi- I don't think that's what that is. That's basically what it is. I mean, it's not second win, but like it happens. Um, like patients have like dementia, where like hmm. all of a sudden they'll be acting like incredibly lucid and then they fade really fast. Or like happens with uh, animals a lot, like uh, like pets, where they'll be really 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 sick and then for a couple days before they pass they'll just be act- they'll be totally back to normal and i was watching rupert and i was like this man's dead <laughs> this is this is his bounce back he's not going to make it he's just going to die oh no okay <laughs> well that's where we're at i mean it's it's day 34 they have they've gone through a lot and rupert has done this back to back so yeah. girls girls tired <sighs> Rupert, we stink like a rotten dog. Rob, you don't want to hear anyone else's stories. They're going through this. Essentially, they're they're sick. They're tired yeah. of each other at this point. There's a brief moment in time where I understood Big Tom, but for the most part, I haven't understood him at all. So I feel like this is a storyline from this episode that we need to talk about. That I don't know how handpicked a lot of this was, but it seems like Tom is also falling apart. Yeah, I also am surprised this hasn't been a storyline ever for Big Tom. Like, this is the first time in two seasons that anyone's mentioned, you know, when Tom talks, I have a hard time understanding what he's saying. (laughs) Because you know what? I, at home, also have a hard time understanding what Tom is saying. I feel like we mentioned it prior, but... We did. The show has not. I, I think Survivor Africa, it was mentioned, but not to this degree. This is like slurring with in cursive. Yeah, no, Tom needs his own closed captioning at all times. <laughs> I don't know that the closed captioning could help on this one. Although I will say, ring ring pot, it's kettle, you're black. You know what other dialect is hard to understand? The Boston? Fucking Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Boston Rob. Uh, yeah, and we see it through the whole episode, though. The mumbling, it's... It, it it's just it follows, and I can't really do anything I, about that. I'm guessing, uh, on nothing except for narrative purposes, this is not a new thing for Tom. Like, I'm sure he's tired and falling apart in the same way that, like, everyone else is. Yep. But the mumbling things and not being able to be understood is probably something that's happened a lot, and they just don't show that because why would they? It's not good TV. You, you can't – if the audience can't actually even make out the words, if the closed captioners can't put it in – why bother? But now Rob's pointed out, so let's show some examples. Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. And then <laughs> Jenna and Rupert are out collecting coconuts. These fucking idiots. And they're like, hey, we're going for Rob, right? Rob, we have to beat Rob in immunity. Oh, no, he's right there. <laughs> the description from Rupert is really funny because he's like, so we're having this conversation. We're locked in. And then I turn around, and he's just standing right there. And then they pan the camera to Rob with, like, the most defeated look on his face. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, Rob. Hey. How's it going? So, yeah, we got to get Tom. Tom Tom cannot win. And Jenna just 
didn't see him, I guess? I I mean, they were looking at the coconut tree. They were talking. But also, maybe if you're having that conversation, that's one that you need to look around. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah. It, it was bad. And then he goes immediately to Amber and he's like, we got problems. We got problems. We, we're sh- and his face is so, like, this is a stoicism from him that we, we've we seen before, but this is a different level yeah. here. This is like, oh no, I'm actually in danger. What do I do? Uh-huh. Yep. He's like, it- oh no, the idiots are strategizing. <laughs> and then we get to the reward. It's the leftovers challenge, Jared. It's, and they're going to get a car out of it. They're going to get a, car, a brand new car. <laughs> so we're playing for a car. It is the GM Chevrolet Colorado truck. That is too many, too many words. It is too many words. I mean, you could have ju- you could have dropped the GM, but I'm sure that was a marketing deal they oh, couldn't. I'm, I guarantee you that they had to say every br- that they had to say the full brand. Yes. So yes, they win the they win this truck and they win a drive-in movie with snacks. Yeah. So here's what this challenge is. And we- so producers body tackle everyone that isn't Rob and Amber out of the way because god damn it, they're gonna get their movie date. You only need one to win, Jared. I'm only just ki- need one. I'm just kidding. I, it does not seem like there was any producer fuckery with this. They're just better than the people around them. No, because the only other person who stood a chance couldn't do a balance beam. Yeah. So, <laughs> the first section, a balance beam. Second section, a belly crawl and a slide puzzle. Third section, stomp stuff into the basket challenge. Sure. Which, I wonder what they would have done had we not played this game. If they're just like, hey, you never saw this one, but... Well, they could get away with it because it's all-stars. That's fair. And the rope ladder slash bridge slash flying fox and a sprint to the finish. Actually, going back to that, it does make me wonder if that's part of the reason why Jeff was like... So you want to do a reward challenge? So everybody want to play this game? Please? <laughs> Please? We have it mapped out for later. We <laughs> need it. I need it. The balance. Okay, so I, how do you feel about it being a person eliminated at each leg? I like that. I do too. You need stronger legs than, than the balance beam. And that's what I was going to say is the balance beam is a really fucking weak way to start it. But I do like it being gradual like that because uh-huh. i don't i i it stops somebody from snowballing where Correct. if they're good at one particular leg of it they can't just win the entire thing absolutely yeah yep i agree and it it does it gives them a chance to reset it gives them a chance to if you excel in one section you're not just gone this we're all set up we're good to go and then jeff points out the curse jared I this shook me. This was like a character looking at the screen and saying, "Jared, I know you're watching." Jared, like take <laughs> note. I know, you know, audience, let's go. Car curse. Car curse. Yeah. So if Amber wins, will the car curse still be real? You're assuming that Boston Rob doesn't win. Right, I mean, if he... Well, no, but the answers are obvious. If, oh, If I Boston Rob wins, the curse is broken. If I Rupert see what or Jenna saying. win, it's not, or it's, it's not broken. But what about if Amber wins? Because she didn't win the challenge, but she did get a car. I guess I'm going to let you decide that. Okay. What, what What do you think? Is it... She did not win the car. She was given a car. 
Does that sway it? I think so. Okay. I yeah. We'll talk more about the fact she's given a car in a minute. But sure. Yeah. I okay. think so. I think that sways it. Okay. And here we go. Start the first section. Rupert falls off the beam. It's over before anybody else even yeah. stands a chance to make a mistake. Stupid leg. Jenna can't solve the slide puzzle very well. Man, how many challenges is, Wop- is Rob going to win off of that one fucking slide puzzle? Uh, <laughs> at least two. At least two. Yeah, that is correct. Amber sweeps the basket like three in a row. It's yep. great. And then Rob just squeaks out Tom. And then finally, in the last section, Amber stood no chance against Rob. She, I will say, she put up a good fight. She put up a good fight. But... Th- Rob is just much more of a physical specimen than Amber is. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, Rob has been dominating a lot of these physical challenges throughout the season. Yeah. And Amber is small. Small. I am small. She is strong, though. She is strong. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, she can hold her own, but... No, this- Rob, Rob is one of the best, like, in... Pure physical challenges. Rob is one of the best we have seen in a hundred meter sprint. I'm taking Rob any day. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay. And then so Rob wins the truck. He's super excited. He gets to take Amber. And then this is the point where I wrote down why was Jeff surprised that he was taking Amber? <laughs> he he was, looked he genuinely surprised. He wasn't. No, I know. This is the point where I'm saying, I wrote down, he's making every mistake in the book. Yes. How is this not the end of it? This is this is literally the same mistake. Now, mind you, they wouldn't have seen it because Pearl Islands was airing while this was filming. It's a good point. But this is, I was like, oh, this is Fair Play and Burton again. Yeah. Like, which means that Lil, Sandra, and what's her name? It starts with a T. The other person in the final five of Pearl Islands. Uh, it doesn't matter. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lil Sandra and the mortician whose name begins with T from Pearl Islands. Oh, sorry. I know who you're talking. Keep going. Are better players and better at strategy than Big Tom, Rob, and Jenna. They should be on All-Stars. <laughs> they couldn't be because they were... But, like, I guess they could be. Rupert was, but... That is absolutely insane like this should be boston rob getting voted out this episode and then amber getting voted out next episode okay you led me astray with the t it's it's dara it's dara i was thinking of like tara i was so confused or like tara yeah D- Therese to um t-, t no t-bird t-bird's gone uh yeah no it was dara yeah dara uh, Dara, Lil, and Sandra, and obviously I think Sandra is, but that means Lil and Dara are better than the three of them at Survivor. Yes. What? <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Anyway, it's real funny watching Boss and Rob try to drive this truck, and I was like, oh, you're dangerously close to that ocean there, Boss and Rob. Sure is. Although, I also, Jeff clearly has a bro crush on Boss and Rob. Yeah, oh, he's having a blast riding he, in this truck. Him being like, I'll take shotgun, which I'm sure is, like, for filming purposes. Yes. But, like, he's so excited to be in shotgun with Boss and Rob. Uh-huh. And when he, like, s- slides into a final stop right in front of the movie screen, he's so hyped about it. Yeah. He's like, that was so cool. Boss and Rob, what a, what a stop. Oh, man. And then they get to watch Lord of the Flies. Which Jeff says inspired Survivor. I mean... Him and I have different recollections of how that book goes. Yes, correct. (laughs) 
I th- I was called a loose interpretation. <laughs> Incredibly loose. They both take place on an island of people surviving. This one, just nobody dies. Right, and you're not children. That is also true. Well. And, yeah, you have, like, a, a system, and it's a certain number of days, and there's a lot, there's a lot of things that there's, are... There's a lot going on there, we'll yeah. call it inspired by, like, loosely go. inspired Loosely by. based. <laughs> And Based then, on a true story. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, I, I, Boss and Rob, he picked you. Like, it's only fair that you also get something. And like, what do you, what do you mean, Jeff? Why is that only fair? It's, it's so clunky because it's like, wait, it hasn't been only fair in every other season. Yeah. Where, where are we pulling this from? Anyway, it's a new car. Okay. Amber also fucks this up. Which is, I think, probably the first mistake she's made in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to know. Nobody has to know. No. That is such an advantage to be handed a car and also, and she tells handed him. Handed like, a car in private. In private. What? Yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So she gets a Chevy Malibu Max. And then this is my favorite reaction was... They're they're doing this. They're excited. Boss Rob's like, "What's behind door number three, Jeff?" Yeah, that was great. That was I love that. Um, th- okay. Uh, yucks aside, our jokes aside, our, mm-hmm. our yuck yucks. Oh, I was thinking like that. No, no, yeah, I realized how that sounded. Our yucks aside, yuck, yuck, yuck. this episode needed an epilepsy warning. Oh, tell me more, because I I didn't I, catch that. I don't have epilepsy, but every time that. The they're showing the projector, mm-hmm. and they're like they have the camera pointed at the lens of the projector with it like shuttering the movie. I was it, at like, thirty frames per second. At thirty frames per second, it literally gave me a headache. Mm. And they hang on it for so long. I was like, if I was epileptic, I would be having a seizure right now. What the fuck are we doing? I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's anyway. Fair. Yeah. Probably won't be the last time. Probably not. <laughs> uh, we get a date. It's romance. He gave me a car. It's a first date. The car's way better than flowers. Did you notice in this confessional she has his hat on? Oh, I didn't notice that. That's yeah. that's cute. It's very cute. And their date is very cute. And then... I, I don't care that much about showmances normally. I don't want them pushed. Mm-hmm. This is very cute. This is cute. But it, it also spins it with the... I'm not letting my this person that I like a lot get in the way of me winning a million dollars. Listen, though. if next episode... If the next if the next episode's finale, but if the if Boston Rob is voted out at number four, I would not be surprised. You think Amber has the heart to do it? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And they've been teasing it a lot. Okay, they have been teasing it so much of Amber being like, I don't know, I'm here to win a game, and Boston Rob being like, I don't know, I trust her till the end. I hope she trusts me. <laughs> so like, I would not be surprised if they come to. Amber and are like, here's the deal. He's going to win the final three immunity. He's going to take you. We will go to rocks unless you vote him out. Yeah. Do you want to let your million dollar chance be determined by a draw of a rock? Yep. Here we are. So we're back at camp. They're like, are they going to bring something back for us? Rupert's like, I always bring something back. They- yes, yeah, so we're still bringing stuff back from awards, huh? Yeah. They stop showing it to us, but Rupert kind of lets the cat out of the bag. Uh-huh. 
They do. They bring back five piles of candy. They evenly break it down into five piles. Now, Stephen, I thought we were down to five people. You are correct, Jared. But, but wait, if they just had all the candy they could possibly eat, why would... Who are the other two piles Because it's only fair, Jared, that oh. I also get candy that I had already had my whole face full of. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, and also, I want a car. I, You know, I did say this was a mistake. I'm actually... I'm looking at my notes here. I do... There is a power in being earnest. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to catch you. Probably. 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 I don't think Boston Rob would say anything. Maybe there is a power in showing that card. Okay. I don't know. Maybe there's something... For her, maybe it works. I don't think it works for a lot of people, but for Amber... And, like, the way that Amber navigated being the person that was the obvious vote-off on the tribe and being very straightforward and being like, yeah, I'm kind of at your guys' mercy. Mm-hmm. And, like, making it kind of fun and being, like, and almost bonding with them over the fact that she should go home. Mm. This could work. And I I can't think of many other people that I'm like, yeah, maybe you should tell them. I, I see what you're saying. I feel like there is a scenario where a person who is hasn't done a whole lot, who is ungrateful, who is kind of being dragged by someone else, gets brought along and given a car, and you're like, you didn't deserve that. Yeah. That could end up working against them. I don't think people are looking at Amber and being like, you don't deserve that. It also helps that she came in second in the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we get a weird flirting that I just had to write down. They're like making out in front of the tribe. I'm a good Catholic girl. It's fucking weird. And Rob's like, good Catholic girls are pretty sexy. What are we doing here? I don't think they were actually doing it in front of the crowd. But but they are making out in front of the crowd. Maybe. May, I mean, you're right. It could be a trick of the editing. It looked like a little heavy edited Still. on that one. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Now we get into some strategy here. Rupert's going to Tom. and no, There's something I need to, to, I need to talk about Go first. on, go on. Rupert has maybe the most frustrating confessional I have seen in memory. Okay. He comes to us, the audience, who has no power, and says, I hope that there's a there is a hex on this car curse and that, you know, it's that that basically that like mystical force is beyond our comprehension, like get rid of them. And I'm like, you fucking idiot! You moron! You can do that. You have the power. You have the power! You are the hex! (laughs) The three of you coming together and voting them off is what gets them gone. It's not a fucking voodoo doll, my guy. You write down a name every three days. Write down theirs! Do you think that... Do you think that there was ever a plan to try to work with Tom here? He tries to create one. I'm I'm watching this episode and I'm me knowing the outcome of what happens and I'm watching this episode thinking there's not a whole lot of like actual pitching going on here of like hey I want to take you I want us to take out Rob as a 3. Yeah. It seems more of like hey what are you willing to do to get further? Like what can we what what what's your plan? And all of that just kind of drives me nuts. I'm like, you 
you could take control of this. You have the option to be like, hey, this is what I want. Yeah. Which makes it even more wild to me that it all kind of gets blown out of control when Rob comes in and he's like, I heard what you're saying to between each other. Like, you're trying to get him to vote me out. And everyone's like, no. Why does nobody in that conversation fucking infuriating? Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's not like Boston Rob goes to Rupert or goes to Ra or goes to Tom, I mean, and says like, hey, I know you're working against me. This person ratted you out or whatever. Like he kind of does. But then he stands there for the conversation <laughs> and continues to talk. And at no point does – and it has to be Rupert. I don't think Tom would do this because of the way that it was laid out and who Tom is. Does Rupert stop and go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're arguing about whether or not we were going to vote out Rob, and now we're not going to, and Rob brought it to us. Were you watching this? Yeah. Where it's the, the three of them all together? Yeah. Rob's big, goofy smile throughout all of this. It's so fucking obvious. He's so happy about this. And at this point, like, it, it has to be because to- they're both zombies. Like, yes. it has to be because Tom and Rupert are zombies. Like, I do I, – I cannot comprehend how rational people would fall for this. I like, think- this is Rob – has, Rob has some good tricks. Mm-hmm. Rob has some good plays. This is not one of them. In, in any other time, I think calmer heads prevail, but they are so – beat down that they're just they're running on fumes they're running on I, if i were there i'm i'm a mess when i'm tired so i get it they're they're doing their best they're and literally emotions arg- are running it they're literally arguing about how great rob is <laughs> like and what, like they're just saying like yeah good rob's amazing stay with him we, 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 blah, 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 blah. stay like he, yeah, he made a deal with you. Wow, he made a deal with me too. Huh, he can't keep his word to both of us. Guess he's lying to one of us. Let's get rid of him. Crazy. I, it's... I, I... If I saw this scripted out, like if I if this wasn't a reality show and like this was a script, I would stop watching the show. <laughs> like I'd be like, this is... These writers are hacks. This is unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about in this section? Stop saying get him off. No. I, they I, say it so many I times. I refuse. So angrily. No. Keep, keep it in. And then we get to the immunity challenge. It's a first puzzle. Like, it's just a puzzle. That's like all this. it is. Yeah, I like this challenge. And we have a word scramble. There are all 17 tribe names of previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, 16, and then the 17 was the bonus word. Or was it 17 and 18 was the bonus word? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, we were trying to find all of these tribe names, and you're going through, and the ones that intersect give you bonus letters. Did you catch what Borneo was named? No. It's not named Borneo. It's named uh, Palau Tiga. Oh, okay. No idea why. No idea if that's... Um, the local area of Borneo, mm-hmm. like if that's like, um, cause I, I know Borneo is part of, um, Indonesia, or at least I think it's part of Indonesia. If that's like 
I, I mean, Borneo is an island. Maybe it's an area of Borneo. Not really sure. But I thought that was really interesting because I saw that on the list, like when they were doing the shots and like writing out words. And I was like, what the fuck is that season? Yeah, they. I mean, they haven't got to the point where they probably had to name it yet. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, that's that's Survivor. Yeah, right. Maybe Palo Altiga is like the like the region and they hadn't and like Borneo's the island or the internal name that they were using to if they had to describe mm. players from that season. Yeah, maybe. Cuz just saying survivor or season 1 when you're saying Australia and yeah, all these other places doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay. So we get through that. Amber gets all the words first. Rob gets them second and He doesn't even have to write the letters out. He knows exactly what's going on. So, first of all, I want to say editing-wise, keeping score of who had what words must have fucking sucked. I imagine they just kind of guesstimated. I'm also, yeah, I'm pretty confident in that too, but like even (laughs) guesstimating must have fucking sucked. Yes. This is such a cool challenge with the wettest fart final answer. Oh, I kind of dug this one. I liked it being something that you'd have to actually piece together. Mm-hmm. It being tribe names and then the last one also being a tribe name is fucking stupid. Sure. Yeah, that does make it a problem. Mm. What what gets me is, though, that Amber was thrown off by it. Yeah. Like, you clearly didn't expect it to be that. She overthought it. Yeah. Whereas Rob's like, I know what this answer is. I don't even need all the words yeah okay rob wins he wins immunity he's final four so then we get to the scramble section of well not even scramble this is big tom apology tour this is weird it is this whole section's weird because tom is coming in he's like i'm sorry i acted like a fool the other day and i'm just i, I want to go forward and work with you guys and this is to Amber and Rob. Amber to Rob, yeah. yeah. Not with the people who... He won't work with. He won't work with. Yeah. Correct. Rob is sitting down. He's like, want to flip a coin? That's how I feel about this this decision at this point. What are we going to do? Who do we want to kick off? Where do you get a coin? I don't know. <laughs> Production? Production? We have a quarter real quick. Yeah. Um, A sand dollar? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Do you think voting off Tom's the right choice? For whom? For Boston Robin Amber. Personally, no. Okay. I think you have a clearer path if you take out one of the two who are clearly not aligned. Yeah. And, I, I kind of agree. And then you just pick them off one by one, but they clearly don't think that. If I... So I one sneaky play Amber could have made, which would have been maybe think maybe trying too hard. Vote for somebody that isn't Big Tom. Okay. Let uh let Boston Rob vote for Big Tom. Let Jen and Rupert vote for Big Tom. And then vote for like Rupert. And then if you make final two, you get to go, Big Tom, I wanted to keep you, but I was outnumbered. That's something. You play the risk of somebody doing something silly, because if if the votes are that slim of a margin, it's true. It's a, that's a one vote margin. 
Yeah, and I don't think she has to play the jury that hard. I yeah, I agree. She has the most aggressive shield that's ever existed. <laughs> yes, and then I I just wrote down Tom botches the hell out of this conversation. And I don't even know which conversation it is. Yeah, so it seems like Jenna doesn't know that Big Tom has a deal with Rob and Amber to go to the final three. Because mm. she doesn't she's completely ignorant of that and like Rupert she's your ally I get it you're frustrated with her you have to tell her you have to tell her that like hey we might be getting screwed this might be they might have a different deal sure why does she not have all the information (laughs) why is she the only one that doesn't seem to know yeah and then Amber right before tribal is like I can taste the money don't you understand I can taste it we gotta get this right yeah I I feel like that phrase um wait, what did I write down like that you can taste money? I mean, I w- I don't want to taste money. Yeah, money's really gross. Money's very gross. There's there's conversation somewhere in this episode about like that remark and being like kind of egotistical. And I'm like, "No, you're down to 5 people." It, like, it's in tribal because it gets brought back up in tribal. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah uh, no, all of you should be able to taste the money. You're all that close. You're all very close. All you have to do is beat one or two more people and you get some money. Yep. Yeah. So we get to tribal. Uh, one more thing I want to say. The conversation with Big Tom with Amber and Rob is interesting, but I don't understand Big Tom's, except for what we talked about earlier in the season, like more money, personal relationships, all that. More problems. You cannot think that Rob is going to take you over Amber. No. You, you should not. You should not. Why would you think He's that? He's given you no reason to think that he so would take you. You're better off going with Jenna and Rupert. But Big Tom's not a smart man. He's a loyal man. Yes. But he's not a smart yes. man. Yes. And again, I sit here looking at the outside and I'm shaking my head violently like, why are you making these decisions? But I know too much, so I get it. So we're a tribal. Rob's like, you're always going to have somebody playing harder and getting caught in their lies. And he's clearly, like, trying to implicate both Rupert and Tom in this scenario. Yeah. He's like, hey, look, my hands are clean. He should be the one being implicated. Correct. Also, this is a brilliant move here. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty smart. We even talked about the tribal council set. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. This feels like one of the more quintessential ones. Like, it feels like just a better version of Borneo's. We didn't talk about this in the first episode? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, Yeah. yeah, I like it. Amber is putting in here that I'm voting for my gut or voting with my gut for the first time this season that like everything before this has been analyzed. Yeah. This is like, what do I feel is the right decision here? Okay. And it's the one that, uh, fucks over Tom and probably Boston Rob. Ooh. Okay. Why did you see the way he mean mugs afterwards? Who? Big Tom. Yes. That's an angry man. He's a, he is a very angry man. His his exit interview is like, A2 Brutus. Yeah. Even Jesus said it. Even you, Peter, betray me. It's great. Um, When Amber talks about being so, like, they bring back up the money so close you can taste it moment at Tribal, Shannon and Lex have this, like, really disgusted reaction. Or, mm-hmm. like, like almost like she's being arrogant. That's, that's what I was referencing. Um... 
I don't know if that shot is doctored. I don't know if that's the actual reaction to what she was saying in that moment. If so, fuck off, you two. <laughs> there, there is two more votes before somebody wins a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming down to it. Oh, I read my note wrong. That was during tribal. His The thing that I wrote down for when he was being voted off is the tribe has spoken. I heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great exit line, Tom. It sure is. You have won the Survivor Snuffing Challenge. Thank you. Thank you so much. Boston Rob's line, I know we're kind of all over the place. The Boston Rob's line when he votes him out, like, it's a mean, like, confessional, voting confessional. Yeah. He's like, thank you, or you're welcome for me carrying you this far. Oh my god. Oh yeah. There, it didn't there feel... are no words minced here. No. Rob does not like Tom, at least at this point in the game for the game. He's sick of him. Outside yeah. of in life, who knows? But like at this point in the game, he is sick of Tom. Yes, correct. And Sheanne bringing up that Amber could be could win the whole game and probably will, and it changes nothing. Amber's vulnerable. It changes nothing. It's not even a conversation. I mean, Sheanne, Kathy, everyone seems to be pointing it in that direction. It almost feels like they kind of want her to win. Like, every, I feel like everyone, so, like, in the last, like, couple of votes, like, the um, Big Tom, Sheanne, and everyone else that is still there, Boston Rob, Rupert Jenna, are all, if not me then please let it be Amber. Could this be our first, like, game respect game moment of I don't like you, or I don't like how you played, but I, I, I think you did it really well? I think they do really like her. Yeah. I also think that because th- th- this this power couple is so bad for Boston Rob, because anything that the power couple does that is evil gets attributed to Boston Rob, and anything they do that is good gets attributed to Amber. Hmm. Why is that? Because he's an asshole. <laughs> and she's kind and sweet. Okay. So he is a sponge for just the vileness. Well, Tom is voted out. What? Uh, how do you think Tom does in Future Survivor? No, first I need to say that I just need to go. I know we already touched on it. That fucking mean mug back at Boston Rob is like some fucking wrestling shit. Like we have not. That man <laughs> is the angriest we have ever seen somebody upon being voted out. Yes, uh, we have. Well, n- yes, that that turn and death stare. Holy shit! He feels betrayed. Yeah. He feels like he was in a lock to do this, and that's why he didn't make a move to try to go with Rupert and Jenna because, like, his his seat was – he wrote his name on it already. Mm-hmm. He was getting third place. Yep. And he and he fully believed it. Mm-hmm. He did not see it coming. Yeah. Um. I also – another point in the favor of, like, if Boston Rob doesn't win next immunity, I could see him going home, is if you're Amber, that's a vote. You just guaranteed a vote for the jury on yourself if you put Boston Rob on the jury. Mm. Not gonna vote against you. He might. I mean, if you hurt him. <laughs> okay. No. Especially, I think Boston Rob would respect it. Um, I, I mean, we kind of already touched on it earlier in the season, like how I think Big Rob or uh, <laughs> Big Rob, Big, Big Rob, <laughs> Big Tom would do. I think this is this is where he ended in both games. Is Correct. around that, like, I don't remember, it was he final, he was final four, I think, in, in Africa. This is a good spot for him. I think he kind of always is in that, like, 
four to seven range where he's not really a threat to win unless you're really unlikable. But he's kind of fun to have around if he's not harassing you if you're a woman. Um, And he can be a little annoying sometimes, but like for the most part, there's harder people to live with. So he's the personality hire of Survivor. Does that make sense? I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he was four in Africa yep. and five here in All-Stars. Um, at this point, though, he has the longest, uh, most days played in Survivor. Whoa. Yeah, at 73. With a fifth and a fourth place finish, that'll do it. Oh, at this point. Okay. Yeah, at this point. I thought you meant at this point in like the year no, of our not Lord, now. 2023. I was like, no, no, no. That, but there's, I know there's people who win more than once. There are people who have played at least four plus seasons. Right. And there's winners at war. So like, there's no fucking way. But yeah, yeah at this point, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he is the highest ranking castaway on all stars to not improve from their previous finish. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's only a one, yeah, a one drop at that point. You're like, uh, it's like a two day difference. I did really good. Yep. Uh, how do you? Yeah. Do you think he comes back? Yeah, I think he's gonna be back for Blood versus Water with him and Bo. Ah, uh, you would be incorrect. What? This is it for Big Tom. <gasps> so somebody else Tom- in that challenge is in Blood versus Water. I'm assuming that because you said that there's a future Survivor contestant in. Or Bo just comes on and plays the game. So Tom declined the. He was invited for Blood versus Water. Okay. But declined to, uh, due to the production of Family Beef. Fuck off. <laughs> Yay! That dumb reality show that he had that was starring him. Correct. And his but family is a guaranteed check. Where true. Survivor is. I mean, you do get guaranteed money, but it probably not the same. Not as much. Yeah, and you have to go fight in a game yeah yeah okay that's fine i like him he's a, but he's the personality hire yeah he's 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 done uh who is your protagonist of the episode your last protagonist of the episode yeah wow this is tough i you make a case for pretty much anyone except for jenna <laughs> that's but, fair but i think it's boston rob okay i mean it really you can make a really strong case for amber but I think a lot of Amber in this episode is letting Boston Rob be the front man. Mm, mm. Yeah. All right. Then let's move forward because we got to go watch a, a finale episode here. Sure do. With a bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor to Big Time podcast. Jared. I'm I'm just speeding through this section because like we got a finale to watch. We sure do. Oh, I'm excited. What what do you got to promote? Uh, Taco Bell. Uh, what I'm specifically little, from Taco Bell? I'm a little hungry. Nice. Um, anything with nacho cheese. Ooh, I know, right? I used to love as a poor college student the uh potato grillers, the loaded potato grillers when they were like a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, being able to eat a lunch on three dollars. The Chipotle chicken Fuck. one was great. Yeah. I didn't like that. I, ju- I just got the potato ones every time, but uh, rest in peace. I get, I could see, now that I'm like, how dare you? But I could see how the Chipotle chicken one, it was loaded up with a lot of sauce. That could be a problem for someone with diabetes. Not necessarily. It's not so much that like the s- potatoes would be more of a problem because they're carb heavy. Oh. Um, I just thought they were too saucy. 
Mm, they, they were too saucy. Let's, yeah. let's be real. But they were delicious. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to promote... I got my flu shot today. I got uh, both flu and COVID shot. So I'm like... I, I got a big upgrade in my 5G service. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> like, hell, hell yeah. That's a joke. Go get go get your flu shot at least. Get your 5G. Yeah, get your <laughs> For my co-host, Jared, this is Steven. For my host, Steven, this is Jared. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. To the finale. Finale. Love you.